I hope that it's one of your favorites. Here he is singing Blues in the Night. Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Stafford. Joe Stafford. And he does, and it's caught! Touchdown! Chris Matthews! How crazy! With the first pick in the 2009 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Joe Stafford, quarterback, Georgia. Back to Stafford and Matthews, episode 21. We made it, guys. Preseason to the Super Bowl. We finally are here. And it comes down to who else but Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. Maybe some people's dream matchup. Goat versus baby goat. It really is what it comes down to. Patrick Mahomes has a chance to, to eclipse Tom Brady eventually at some point in his career and could go a long way by starting this Sunday by defeating him head-to-head in America's biggest sporting event, uh, you know, of all time, I'd argue, as well. So definitely going to be an exciting weekend. Chris, Kev, how are we doing? Good, man. How's everything going with you guys? Uh, good, good. It's going pretty well. Uh, Parkman, week two, looking great. You got the little 23 to 20 to 3 flag in the background right here. Looking great. Very nice. Uh, the boys yeah. say hi. Jimmy and, and everybody says hi. Um, all right. Yo. We're going to hop right into it. Keys to the game. Let's get in. Let's me get and Chris, you're ready for this. Ever since you about this. Exactly, exactly. We got three keys to the game. Me and Chris do. I'll start. Number one is going to be the play of the Kansas City Chiefs backup tackles. Mitchell Schwartz is out. Eric Fisher is out. Both starting tackles of the Kansas City Chiefs are out. Torn Achilles for one, and Schwartz, I believe, has a back issue doubtful to play my doubtful mean he's not going to play the football game so we're going to have Shaquille Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul who both had monster games against Green Bay I think multiple sacks each if not three for each against backup tackles in the biggest sporting event of the year that is a dream scenario for Tampa Bay a dream scenario Patrick Mahomes thrives on getting outside the pocket and everything Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they play contain the entire goddamn game because these tackles won't be able to stop him at all. They won't be able to stop him. I guarantee you. Shaq Barrett had a phenomenal season last year, followed up with a uh, great season this year as well. JPP, since blowing his fingers off, has been unreal. As a player with like three fingers, like he is balling. He really is. I missed the club. I want to bring him out the club. Maybe for the Super Bowl, we'll see. But, you know, granted his, you know, his disabilities, he's been thriving in that role as a secondary uh, power rusher there for the Buccaneers defense. It's going to be unbelievable to see how much pressure they can get on this Chiefs offense with two tackles uh, out uh, to start the game. Second key of the game is going to be how Tom Brady responds to Patrick Mahomes. Yes, I just preluded the whole argument with saying like, hey, like it's not going to work out because they're, 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 not, they're missing two tackles. But let's be honest here. Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. He's going to put on a show. Anything less than 28 points, I would be shocked. I would be surprised. I would be bamboozled, as Stephen A. Smith likes to say. I would. I, I can't describe it any other way. Shock, shock, shock. They don't put 28 points on the board. Tom okay. Brady, 
typically in Super Bowls hasn't put up crazy big number games. He hasn't. 21 yeah. in his first game. I believe it was 24 in the second game. Third Super Bowl, I believe he won 24-17. The super, first Super Bowl he lost, he only put up 10 points or 17 points. And it keeps going on and on. He, I don't think he scored above 24 points in a single Super Bowl. It started going down. Exactly. And the odds that Patrick Mahomes scores less than that are slim to none. Even with a busted offensive line, even with uh, you know guys like um, who's that receiver that just went out? Uh, Robinson, Demarcus Robinson is out because of COVID now as well. Even with guys like him out, like it's not going to matter. He's going to find ways to put you know points to the board. So the real question becomes: How does a forty-three-year-old Tom Brady, who isn't typically used to putting up big points in this game, going to respond when his team's down? Because his team will be down at some point. I highly doubt the Buccaneers will lead the entire game. I think you can put put the bank on it. I'll put my mortgage, I'll put the student loans, I'll put tuition, everything on it. At some point, he will be down. So we'll have to see how he manages that, how he handles that, especially with a kind of a younger crew on offense. Scotty Miller, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, Cameron Brake, guys who've never been here before. Even LaShawn McCoy, you know, a veteran in that, a veteran in the NFL. Like He hasn't been past, what, the division round in his NFL career? So he's an uncharted watch yeah. as well. The only guy he really has there that has experience in this kind of realm is Rob Gronkowski. And Gronk hasn't been the same since, what, 2017? So it's going to come down to Tom Brady, 43-year-old Tom Brady. And I would bet the house to never bet against Tom Brady. Never bet against the GOAT. So I'm sure he will find a way to combat Patrick Mahomes' uh, unbelievable scoring ability. But we'll have to wait and see. Third key to the game is going to be the health of this Buccaneers secondary. Antoine Winfield Jr. missed last game with a shoulder injury, I believe. I'm not really sure on that, but he had an injury of some kind. It kept him out of the Packers' NFC Championship game. Also, Whitehead got injured. They're already starting safety. He was injured during the Packers game. He's questionable for this game as well. You need a full-strength secondary to combat anywhere near where this Chiefs offense is going to go through in the Super Bowl. You have to. Even with Sammy Watkins questionable, even with Robinson out, you have to deal with Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and the list goes on and on and on. You need to find a way to neutralize this passing offense, and you better hope that you have both your starting safeties back there to help you out. But I do have one thing I want to talk about as well. While we're talking about the secondary versus the Chiefs. They had Carlton Davis on Tyreek Hill, basically on the island the entire time they played in the regular season. First of all, bad mistake. The understatement of the year. Horrible mistake. <laughs> no too high safety to start the game. He scored three touchdowns that game. Shocker. Carlton Davis isn't a bad corner, but Tyreek Hill is faster than every person on the planet, maybe besides Usain Bolt. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll play two-eye safety. I'm sure they'll learn from their mistakes a little bit, at the very least. And I'm sure they'll put uh, Sean Bunning Murphy on them as well. He was a star in the Packers NFC Championship game. Shut down a number of their uh, receivers uh, during that championship game. So I'm hoping to see that battle. I really hope that Murphy Bunning wins it because I'm actually a fan of this kid. I'm starting to believe in him as an elite corner in this league uh, within the next couple of years here. Keep your eye on that, though. Chris, keys to the game. Let me hear it. And, and you're saying that <clears throat> he's the he's he's going to be the 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 bright spot on the defense. You better hope so. Is that what you were saying? I mean, I, w- I wouldn't say bright okay. spot, but I, yeah. I would I would say I would like him as a matchup in Tyreek Hill. But I think the, probably the spot of the team is going to be the, the, the pass rush with with Shaq Barrett and JPP because with with that banged up offensive line in Kansas City, it's probably going to be a sack fest if if they can get away with it. Absolutely. I'm glad you uh, I'm glad you even brought that up because I'm looking here and I'm looking at the uh, their their rush defense and their rush defense is number one in the league uh, in terms of rush per yards and they're sixth 
in sacks per games. So uh, yeah, those two, the, 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 the two guys, the two offensive linemen, that's going to, that's going to hurt them a lot. But I think that um, what's going to end up happening is going to be running a lot of uh, uh, screens and draws, you know, things like that, where, you know, you're going to get the defense, you know, firing off on all cylinders and you just sneak it right behind them. But um I think my my one of my uh, key takeaways is going to be Sorensen on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs defense. I think he's going to be the guy that helps uh, uh, win the game, to be honest with you. Day in and day, I mean, uh, game in and game out throughout this year, he's been a quiet a quiet assassin, to be honest with you. He's gone. He's been running around, uh, making game uh, game saving tackles. Uh, forcing fumbles uh he's just all over the place he's one of those gadget guys that you uh you know that you can put him in there and he's able to do whatever you want him to do uh at any point in time at the drop of a hat i think that that's gonna be i mean that's one of my key takeaways uh for this game and i would love to see uh love to see him rise uh to the to the occasion um now my second my second one is probably going to be a little contradicting but uh, I think is more. I think it makes uh, more more sense to put out there in the news than let's just saying the typical Tom Brady and uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes battle. But I think what the real battle is going to be is Travis Kelsey and Rob Gronkowski. I think they've been hiding Rob Gronkowski for the longest letting him heal up every now and then, put him in a game, let him do his, do a little something, and then go ahead and, uh, you know, let him chill out. Now, this is the week where we're probably going to see a lot more of Rob Gronkowski. I think this is going to be uh, a revamp game for him, for him to be able to, to uh, you know, potentially come back for another year and see if he can do it again, if his body is going to hang on to it. Um, but, you know, of course, and you have Travis Kelsey, who is a who is another who's another young guy, much like Patrick Mahomes, who's coming up in the ranks and trying to make a name for himself and solidify his uh, his status in the NFL. And with what you've seen throughout the years, he's been taking uh, small plays and turning them into huge explosion plays. Uh Third and 15 turns around and scores, you know what I'm saying? In the red zone, uh, he's taking, you know, he's taking screens to the house. You know, I've never seen, I haven't seen that from a tight end in a, in a, in a while. It, it's, it doesn't happen often. And he's one of them that can do that. Um, I think that's uh, special and it's going to be a, a special game to watch between those two tight ends getting off because honestly, I don't see anybody else really, um, being able to uh, put the clamps on either one of those uh, tight ends. I mean, they have, you know, you know, on 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 the KC side, they have, have uh, the Honey Badger, which is a great uh, a great uh, defender. But um, as big as <laughs> Rob Gronkowski is, and he's proven over the years that if you're not anywhere in his size range, it's not going to matter. I don't care what your name is, and you know, vice versa for Travis Kelsey. He's probably not the he's probably not the biggest uh, between you know him and Rob Gronkowski, but he's definitely uh, uh, more savvy than he is. Uh, as opposed to, I mean, uh, when I'm talking about savvy, I'm talking about being able to run routes crisply, uh, <laughs> getting in and out of your breaks, catching the ball in traffic, 
uh, being able to make four or five guys miss on tackles. Uh, th- th- those are things that I'm watching. I mean, that I've seen Travis Kelsey doing as well as a lot of uh, other people have who's watching this game with us. So I think that's going to be um, the biggest matchup overall. But I think that Travis Kelsey will, will overall win that whole matchup and uh, be solidified as probably one of the, one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Um, well, those, here he is solidified as one of the best tight ends of all time. Well, uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I just don't want to, I just don't want to be, you know, be say all this and then he does and he let, goes out and lays an egg, which I don't <laughs> think he will, but I need to save myself a little bit. Cause I'm not him. I can't just definitely put my money on him, but, uh, and that's why I don't gamble, but, <laughs> um, yeah. Those are those are those are two. That was that was two. That was two of them for me. And the last one I think is going to be um, how bad. And you've brought it up. Bef- you you actually brought them up. Um, we kind of have uh, some of the similar thought processing on on you know Tampa Bay's defense. Uh, I'm talking about Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis uh, was torched this past i mean against uh green bay um a guy who you know they were looking to uh hold the lines with um and and hold it down for them as you know hoping that uh some of their players were able to get back in time but it doesn't look like whitehead is going to be able to play they say he's doubtful and even still um it's going to be even worse even though they say that you know jpp is going to be uh he's going to be playing but you know he's his knees has been hurting, um, and that's what he's been going back and forth on the on the injury on the injured list um, about. And you got uh, Winfield; he's also out with a. I mean, he's also questionable with an ankle. So those things is going to play a part in t- in the in the Tampa Bay's defense. And I think ultimately, um, with the game being the way that it is, I think that Kansas City is going to come out and uh, at least put. I want to say. 31 on the I, I'm giving them 31 on the board I'm 31 confident enough to 31 I'm get, I'm confident enough to, to give them that because where I see it where I see it as everybody's going to be worrying about the pass game the pass game the pass game and I mentioned this before that's why I brought up their stats so how they're number one in the, on the uh, rush game but that's what they're going to be lacking at because of the injuries that's going on they're going to be trying to uh take care of and put band-aids on certain on certain positions that are going to get exploited and, and it's going to look wild and then you're going to you know i feel like it's just going to be a rush they're going to be sending blitzes at the wrong time leaving guys wide open um uh, uh that and and as well as i really think that clyde edwards hilaire is going to have a, a really a really good game if he's um if he's cleared to play this week i don't know i i was checking to see if he was or not um, but if he is, I think he's going to have an amazing game. So I think for sure, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, uh, Travis Kelsey, and, uh, uh, just, uh, Justin Sorensen is going to be the, the three guys who, um, are going to take, take, take the Super Bowl away for me. And that was Stafford Matthews keys to the game. Kev, you have one, you have one for us or no? One that we didn't mm. say. No, not that I could think of. See, we're just too smart for everybody, even Kev. God yeah, I think you, I think you cover it all, but if I think something, I'll let you know. There we go. All right. Now that's out of the way. 
keep that in mind. Keys to the game, like we just said. We're going down the list. Position by position. Who has the edge and why? We're starting with quarterback. And there's no other place to start. Patrick Mahomes versus Tom Brady. And in any other circumstance, I'm telling you Patrick Mahomes 100 times out of 100. Mm -hmm. But it's a Super Bowl. And it's Tom Brady. I would be a certified insane person if I didn't give the edge to Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Mm. I would be crazy to not do that. Mm. I'm giving Tom Brady the edge, but obviously, if we're going to be candid here, Patrick Mahomes is the better player right now. Brady's past his prime. He's 43. But look what happened when he actually gave him weapons at Bill Belichick. I'm still mad at you for that. But anyway, in this game specifically, Brady gets the nod, but Mahomes is obviously the better player. Chris? Uh, I'm going, I'm going with, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. I'm riding high with the young guy. Um, I'm always going to go against Tom Brady. I'm not, you know, we, we, we went through it throughout this whole season. Uh, we don't need to keep on going back to this and why I feel like, uh, Tom Brady is not, you know, not the best, uh, uh in this particular game, but, um, he is going to show a lot. I think Tom Brady is going to show a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of people who had doubts um, and give them answers, <laughs> give them answers on why they were doubting uh, on why they were doubting him. We're going to see balls getting thrown down the field. I mean, we've seen that in the early part of the season and they kind of tapered back because that wasn't really his game. And they were trying to figure out how to implement his game and still have Bruce Arians game in there. Uh, now I think that, you know, that they're, they're pretty much jailed up and, you know, they've, they've, they've caught a hot streak every now and then with a game uh, where they were scoring over 25 points. So um, I think we're going to see uh, Tom Brady definitely throw the ball really well, but uh, it's not going to be any match for uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes and company. Okay. Disagree, but okay. Running back. <laughs> I know. You, I know you hey, do. Yeah, you know what? You, you can call me wrong. <laughs> I, could, I could very well be wrong, but God damn it. I'm consistent. I am consistent. You at least give me that. Anyway. Yeah, you got it. Got to be consistent. Got to be consistent. All right, running back. Chiefs, Bucks. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Le'Veon Bell, and Darrell Williams for the Kansas City Chiefs defending champions. And for the Buccaneers, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, playoff Lenny, and LaShawn Shady McCoy. Now, this was a matchup from five or three. It seems like four, three years ago. This is one of the best running back matchups of all time. Lev Bell in his prime versus LaShawn McCoy in his prime. Unreal. That would be an unreal matchup to see. But they're not in his prime, unfortunately, right? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is typically looked at as like the bell cow back for this uh, Chiefs offense, even though we haven't really proven he can share a full workload. Le'Veon Bell has been disappointing so far. Maybe unleash kind of like Gronk you're predicting in the Super Bowl. We'll see, I guess. And Williams hasn't actually been bad so far this year in spots for the Bucs. Ronald Jones had a great regular season. He started tampering off in the playoffs as Leonard Fournette kind of took on that form. It's funny. Every time Tom Brady wins a Super Bowl, he's a power back behind him. You guys notice that? You ever notice that? Corey Dillon, LeGarrette Blunt, uh, not win, but Ben Jarvis Green Ellis was a great running back in 2011. They always, seem to have a, they always seem to have a power back in place when Brady wins. So it's just kind of a funny coincidence. Back to the Bucs. Leonard Fournette having a phenomenal postseason right now. Some of the runs he's pulling out, especially in that last game against the Packers, were phenomenal. Quick on his feet, agile, and powerful. The three words I used to describe Leonard Fournette. And that's a dangerous trio for any running back in any NFL uh, uniform. 
Mm-hmm. Lashawn McCoy had spots in the regular season, was great out of the backfield, didn't really have a lot of carries, you know, up the gut or to the side because his cut speed starting to kind of slow down a little bit. If I had to give the edge to somebody, I would give it definitely to the Buccaneers just because of how hot Leonard Fournette is right now. And because Clyde Hilaire has kind of banged up uh, for most of his playoffs, we're not really sure he's going to come out. And Le'Veon Bell has really giving us any instance of him being, or showing rather, uh, he's still an elite running back. So right now, I'll give him to the Bucs. But watch out for Le'Veon Bell maybe having a, a, a come out party at the Super Bowl. Well, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was definitely just about to talk about Le'Veon Bell. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of Le'Veon Bell back when the, in the Steelers days where he was just an absolute animal. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I hear all the points that you're giving me about about the about you know the injuries and can uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire uh, take over the workload, um, but. Here's my thing. He doesn't have to. That's the reason why they got Le'Veon Bell and uh, Williams in the backfield with them. Uh, honestly, if you look at it throughout the whole throughout the whole NFL year or the past couple years, we've never seen we haven't seen a running back who could take on a full work- workload. Uh, it's been here and there, hit and miss every now and then. Um, but we've never, we haven't seen one since honestly, Marshawn, Marshawn. So, um, I think that they, I think he would be just fine. Clyde Edwards Hilaire would be just fine. Um, you know, they, they, they don't have him questionable. They just say he's going to be able to play, uh, Le'Veon, that's going to be the, the, the question, but I feel like in my, in my bones, I honestly, I feel like he's going to have the breakout game, um, out of the out of the three and 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 as far and as far as Tampa Bay and their running back crew, it's amazing. I I, I like him a lot. Ronald Jones, uh, he's a, he's a he's a baller, and he came from SC. So you know, of course, I was watching him over here. Um, then you got uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Shady McCoy, who's a who's a legend. You know what I'm saying? A legend with the one-handed ball running. And then you, then you know, of course you got a, a time out though. Like that's, that's so swaggy that he does that, but also so like irresponsible and dangerous. Like it, it looks, absolutely- it looks really fucking cool. Like it really does. Like it, you, you can swag over the field all you want, but like you're going to fumble at some point. You're holding the ball, but by his strings on the side, like, come on. It's just, you know, you just got to be, you know what I'm saying? You just got to understand where you at. Y'all, he doesn't just do it every chance he gets. It's more like, he knows he has the he knows he has the wheels to get around some people. So he's you know yeah. Even in Madden, he has the animation. It's really funny. It's really really funny. You know, it's it's amazing. It's amazing how he you know uh, how he's able to play and open the you know the, uh, how his vision opens the field up for him and he you know makes his cuts. But um, Leonard Fournette is a, is is a good is a good dude. But this is my thing about the the run team. I mean the running backs uh, on Tampa Bay is that they can't catch. <laughs> That's the thing is. If that's what if that's if that's what you you know if that's your 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 Achilles heel, I'm more than sure that they're gonna back off and let them throw them the ball. <laughs> like we're gonna see them have probably four or five catches each. To be honest with you, I mean not four or five catches, but I mean four or five attempts each uh, from them guys because this is gonna be a time where you know the Honey Badgers are gonna probably be blitzing a lot more this game, and they're gonna be leaving running backs open, and you know we don't. Our, uh, the 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 Kansas City's linebacker crew isn't the fastest, you know, uh, out there. So 
uh, that's where Sorensen is going to come in and try to help mitigate some of that, uh, some of them problems. But ultimately, they're going to be leaving them open to to try to catch the ball, and I don't think that that's going to be uh, their strong suit. And you know, Brady likes those screens. Absolutely. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. James White fever. All right, fullback. I mean, like, it's a fullback. But I'll give the nod to Anthony Sherman because that's my guy. Grit week, phenomenal guy. Uh, I, so I, one of my favorite quotes from him is like, he was in an interview with Pardon My Take, a Barstool uh, podcast, and uh, he was asked whether or not he'd want to catch a 90-yard touchdown or just hit a linebacker in the face. And he said, hit a linebacker in the face. It's easy to root for a guy like that. It's a very easy to root for a guy like that. I love that energy as a fallback. All right, receiver. Maybe the most intriguing matchup of the game. If we're going to be mm. honest here, because both receiving cores are just unbelievably talented. Yes. First for the Chiefs. The, how do I want to say this? The polarizing Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Mikal Hardman, DeMarcus Robinson's out. That's going to hurt him in the long run, I do believe. Uh, I believe their fourth string receiver now is Byron Pringle. And, of course, Stafford Matthews legend Jadon Mickens might be in a the mix there with uh, – that's the fucking Buccaneers. I'm an idiot. Never mind. Anyway, to the Buccaneers side, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller, who claims he's the fastest receiver in the NFL, mm. which I don't know. I want to see, like, a, a halftime, like, track meet or something with him and Tyreek Hill. <laughs> yeah, uh, why, hey, hey, why are you finished playing these first two quarters? Let's go out here and yeah, run. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> um, they have that rookie – what's his name? Kevin, what's his name, the rookie there? From the Bucks, Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson, number eighteen. Tyler Johnson, uh, and then this, I believe they have a couple. Yeah, and then they got Jaden Mickens in the back as well. Yeah, it's gonna be so tough for me to give this match about. On the bright side, it makes my job a little bit easier considering Sammy Watkins is actually questionable to play in this game. He's gonna play in the game. I mean, like, let's not like bullshit. He's gonna play in the game. There's not what the shot he doesn't play in the game. It's not like he's a torn Achilles or anything, but like I guess he has a, a significant injury enough to be listed on the injury report at the Super Bowl week, which is always tough to see. Uh, so in that case, I'll give the nod to Tampa Bay. And a lot of people might be shocked by that, and I want to give the nod to Tampa Bay for a couple of reasons here. Number one, the Chiefs have no one to match up with for Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. No one. They really don't. Since Marcus Peters left, they haven't really had a number one corner uh, you know, since what, 2015 he left right there. He got traded to the Rams in 2015, 2016. They haven't had a real corner in that spot in a very long time. So the fact they're going to have to co- double cover him, most likely with cover too deep, right? And they're going to have a guy like Chris Godwin, who's had some drop issues, granted. Like he hasn't been consistent catching the ball for the past couple of weeks, which is scary. I'm sure it's scary. But going against the type of corner that the Kansas City Chiefs have right now makes me feel a lot better about myself. You have Scotty Miller, who's really a low side number two option in some systems, playing against a Chiefs, you know, third secondary member. That really that, that doesn't that's a favorable matchup as well. Mm-hmm. And like you said with Tyron Matthew, I seriously doubt it'll be covering some of these receivers out of the backfield. I'm sure it'll be more Gronk action or Sorensen on Gronk, and then my, Matthew just blitzing the hell out of Tom Brady. Uh, mm-hmm. But we'll have to wait and see on that front. But I'm sure that's going to be a defensive game plan at some point. Um, so I'm going to give the, the nod to the uh, to the Bucks receivers there. The Chiefs receivers, yeah. Ultra talented. Tyreek Hill's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Top five, bar none for me. Uh, I just think the, the Buccaneers have, are more better equipped to cover them uh, in the intermediate part of the field than the, the Chiefs will be able to, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the football. So that's the reason I give the Bucs the nod. Chris, what do you think? I'm giving it to the to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, I just see that you're really just trying to give Tom Brady this win as bad as, bad as possible. But uh, – they do have a great team. They do have a great receiving core. But 
we've seen it time and time again what uh, Patrick Mahomes is able to do with his company that he brings out there. They may not be the biggest names um, as the, you know, as Tampa Bay has over there with uh, Chris, with Chris, uh, with, with Chris Godwin and, and, and uh, Mike Evans and AB and all these guys. Um, but they've shown it. They've done it before. They played against you before and Tyreek, was one of the players who ended up with 200 yards in that game. Um, I just see them, I just see Kansas City as a team who is not going to be uh, flustered or scared by anybody on the Tampa Bay roster. Um, I think probably if I was a Super Bowl, uh, if I was in the Super Bowl, I would be looking at this team as like, all right. Like we have to make sure we do this. We do the same thing we did to them. And uh, what week was it they played played before Kev? Uh, week? Um, I'm not sure. Let's see. Eight maybe. Right before it was right before their uh their their bye week. But um, I would I would have to imagine they're going over that 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 film consistently on a lot of the plays that they did miss and they didn't get uh they didn't uh, take take advantage of which like I said was probably, I mean, which is uh, a lot of the screens and the, the, the deep ball over the middle to uh, Hartman that he dropped. But um, I think they're, they're just going to be, they're going to go out there and they're, they're going <laughs> to have a strong case for being the best team. I mean, best receiving core uh, in the NFL. That's a fair statement. And really, you really can't go wrong with either receiving core at this point. They're both oh, ultra yeah. talented, ultra deep. It's going to be a show pretty much no matter what team you're rooting for at this point offensively. All right. Now, hey, if, if AB though, if AB was playing, I would probably, I would probably more so. AB's questionable. AB's questionable. Yeah, I didn't mention him. It's a knee, you know, it's a knee. Right. He's older. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I right. Mean, and and, and there's, there's a reason I didn't mention him in the first place. I do really, I don't expect him to play in the game, but what could end up oh, happening is, what could end up happening is you could put AB in there. It's just as a decoy. And it would probably work yeah. because there's no way the Chiefs are going to that game without studying his film with the Bucs and saying, hey, we need to at least have a, a contingency plan to make sure he doesn't blow the game out for us. Bruce Absolutely. Arians and Tom Brady could basically just use him as a fucking mannequin to confuse the Chiefs Absolutely. defense. And it could work. It really could work. So I'm just saying, keep that in mind as well. All right, tight end. But I think that's the same thing, I think that's the same that they're going to uh, – Kansas City is going to do with, uh, with um, Sammy Watkins. Sammy Watkins is a great receiver. Yo. We're talking about first round draft pick. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He came in here, who's balling. He has a hamstring injury, but since he's came back, he's been able, he's been a, a, a consistent first down magnet. So I think that that's where they're going to use him at and, um, and keep it pushing. Fair enough. But I think the argument there would be the depth of both teams, considering Watkins yeah. is hurt, considering that Demarcus Robinson is now out because of a COVID uh, close contact. There's a lot of different factors going into that. So I do want to just give the nod to the Bucks. Tight end. Yeah. And this is going to make you happy, Chris. This is going to make you happy. I'm picking Travis Kelsey. Yeah, love Gronk. <laughs> one of the best tight ends of all time. Maybe the best tight end of all time, depending on who you talk to. Um, but uh, when it comes down to it, Gronk hasn't looked the same since, I guess, like I said earlier, 2017, he's shown flashes. He's had a couple of good games this year. I'm not trying to discredit the guy at all. Cause I love the guy. It's hard not to love Rob Gronkowski. Um, I interviewed his brother a while ago before the season started. Like we have a good rapport. Like I love that family, but let's be real here. Travis Kelsey is a killer. Yeah. Killer Trav. 
Like he's a monster. And with Mahomes just gunsling outside the pocket, it's hard to guard him downfield with a linebacker or a safety. He's just either too big for a safety or too fast for a linebacker. He's a true mismatch nightmare. So yes, believe it or not, I'm giving the nod to Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, there's no, there's no fight there. We all know that uh, we, know we all, but we both have the same feeling about Travis Kelsey and um, Rob Gronkowski. You know, Rob Gronkowski is going to be a Hall of Famer when his time is up. Um, I, I truly believe that, uh, and he needs to thank Tom Brady for that, but also himself because he's put in a lot of work and. Um, and now with all that work is showing, uh, you know, with the down, you know, with the downward uh, play in his game. But uh, nonetheless, he's still going to be a problem to reckon with. Um, I feel like they're going to be exploiting uh, uh, the safeties a lot. That's why I'm saying that Justin Sorensen is probably going to have a really good game, um, depending on how, you know, where his mindset is. Yeah, for sure. No, I, th- I think that's a fair point as well. But um yeah, I think it just like town over wide, like it has to be killer. It has to be Travis Kelsey. It has to be. There's, there's no way about it, I don't think. So that's tight end. We'll do offensive line all as one unit just because it doesn't make sense to go through every single position on the offensive line. Hey, love you guys. Love the meatheads, but I can't take time out of this podcast go every <laughs> single one. Uh, okay. Offensive line. It's the it, it has to be the Bucks, and I hate giving it to them because they've played very inconsistently all year, especially up the middle, which is Tom Brady's sweet spot. They're starting Tristan Wirfs. He's made a lot of progress so far as a rookie, but not to the point where you'd like him to be a, a Super Bowl caliber starter. The only reason, I cannot emphasize this more, the only reason they have the leg up over the Chiefs is because of injury. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher are both out for the Chiefs. That's two out of five starting offensive linemen, and both are tackles. That's a yeah. recipe for disaster. That, that's the only reason why I give it to the Bucs. Offensive line pay might be very, very poor in this game. So while we're all expecting a very high-scoring Super Bowl, be mindful of that. Because if the play coming doesn't go exactly according to plan, you might have a low-scoring affair. We don't want that, but it could be reality if the offensive line doesn't step up and play for both teams. But yes, the nod goes to the Bucs because of injury to the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I hear you on that one. Uh <clears throat> I'm I'm a firm believe I'm a firm believer in uh, who's up next because uh, that's where I came from. That's how I made my name is who's up next. Injuries happen, and the next guy has to come in and and uh, make a name for itself. And and a lot of the times, honestly, it works out, especially on the offensive line. But this is going this is this is a this is a, a a stage that not a lot of people has ever been on, and the fact that uh, 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 the fact, the fact that um, the defense, the defensive line is banged up. I just, I, I personally, I personally believe that Kansas City would be, um, uh, Kansas City's offensive line would be just fine. To be honest with you, I have to disagree. I really do. The, the way this Bucks defense is playing right now, pass rush wise, I would be shocked if Mahomes doesn't get sacked at least three times. I would be well, shocked. I would be get, utterly he, shocked. He can get sacked three times, but that is not it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna well, I will I won't say it's not gonna uh change the outcome of the game. It could very easily change the outcome of the game. It it could def I mean it's definitely gonna be a problem, but I don't think it would be a problem to where Kansas City can't can get get over the hump with that and still make plays because right. you're still talking about Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill. 
Sammy Watkins, these guys like that. And, and they're, they're just out there running around. I remember in Seattle, we used to practice day in and day out on just letting Russell Wilson run around and we just run around on the field and try to catch the damn ball. I'm more than sure that because now that, uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes has a turf. I mean, I mean, has a toe injury. I'm not gonna say turf toe, but toe injury. Um, they've been working on uh, uh, how to get out of certain, certain, uh, certain, certain positions that they'll be put in. Fair enough. I mean, fair enough. I, I, I think your point you're trying to convey is that it won't be detrimental to them. That's what you're trying to say. Which, which, like, that's, a, that's a fair analysis. I just I just think that those three sacks really could be a game changer in the grand scope of things. That's all I'm trying to say. If they all get right. three sacks, then what, what do you think? What do you think uh, uh, the, the, the Patriots, I mean, the uh, Tampa's going to give up? With Frank Clark on that edge? I don't know. That's and Chris Jones in the middle. I, I mean, I could see him getting sacked three, four times too. I mean, I, like I said earlier, I prefaced this whole offensive line argument with saying they're both going to be in the gutter right now because yeah. they're not playing consistent enough. And both, uh, you know, front sevens for the for the Bucks and Chiefs are both very, very good teams. Mm-hmm. So you have to wait and see on that, I guess. Yeah. All right. And defense now. The key to the game. Defense win championships. That's the bottom line. Chris knows that better than anyone. That Seahawks defense carried you guys for three straight seasons. Mm-hmm. Now let's see if they can carry the, uh, the Chiefs for a second straight Super Bowl win. D-line started off here. We're doing D-line as one unit, guys. Here we go. Starters. Frank Clark, friend of the show, by the way. Hopefully have him on soon. Derek Nandi, Chris Jones, all pro Chris Jones, by the way. Mike Pennell, and I can't pronounce this guy's name, so I won't try to. Anyway, against the Bucks. JPP, Vita Vea, and Shaq Barrett. That's a great matchup. It really is. Uh, but I think the edge goes talent-wise to the Chiefs, but I think matchup-wise goes to the Bucks, just because, I've said it so many times during this podcast already, because of the injuries to the offensive line. If there's a weakness, they will expose it. And that's going to be the key to the game, I think, in my opinion, when it comes to who's going to be more effective up front. Yes, mm-hmm. Chiefs talent-wise, Chris Jones is an all-pro defensive tackle. Patriots let him go. Still pissed about him. But still, all pro talent. Frank Clark, Pro Bowl player. Great player as well. Sack monster. Sack eater. Eats him up. Bucks-wise, though, going against two backup tackles in the biggest game of the year. I got to go with the Bucks in this one. Um, <clears throat> I'm not a lot of you. I'm going with the Bucks as well. Uh, I, I, I've, been, I've been talking about Tampa Bay's uh, defense since the beginning of the year. Um, I'm all, I, you know, me and you both were both a, a big, a huge fan of JPP in the in the club after blowing his damn fingers off. But um, he's shown countless times that he's he still has that high motor uh, where he's going in and out of in and out of uh, uh, of, of switches. He's uh, swimming over, going into the a uh, going to the a technique. Uh, these are things that uh, coaches are, are are putting in game plans for this man just so he can get to the quarterback in every possible way that they can uh, they can conjure, uh, conjure up. Uh, yeah, I, and I want to and I want to and I want to give praise to the Kansas City Chiefs and their D line because you know, like you said, they have amazing talent over there. I just think that uh, the D line from the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers has proved it, proved it day in and day out this year um, that they are definitively the best D-line right now. Fair enough. That, that's a fair enough statement right there. Fair enough assessment. Linebacker. 
Damian Wilson for the Chiefs, Willie Gay for the Chiefs, Anthony Hitchens, Ben Neeran, and that's really only the guys that are going to matter for this team. Mm-hmm. Bucks-wise, only really two need to worry about. Devin White, the mm-hmm. all-star second-year player out of LSU. And number two, the Wiley veteran, Levante David. All-pro selection. I don't know what number he's at now. Ultimate Pro Bowl guy. One of the staples of this Bucks defense in the last 10 years. Enjoying really his first real experience as a winning football team. Taking it in stride. Him and Devin White are becoming a dangerous combo at linebacker and could be for the next uh, you know three, four years before Levante really gets out of his prime. I'm going with the Bucs too. And it's, it's weird because I really do, I'm making the Bucs a lot in these matchups, but I do really believe it'll be an even, even game. I just think right now with the way Devin White's playing, especially last week, they just have the edge right now. So I'm going to give the edge to the Bucs right now. I'm going with the Bucs as well. This is, I'm a defense. I, I love defense. I'm a defensive person that, in, in, in my mind, but um, I don't really, what's going on? But there was only one name that you could, there was only one name that you could have gave me, Devin White. That's the only yeah. person that, um, that, that, that seals the deal for me. This guy is fast. He's strong. He's smart. He's confident in what he does. Um, he's a he's a leader. He's a leader among men. Um, he's he's just the total package uh, that you will want out of a out of a linebacker. And he's that guy. I think he's going to be the heart and soul of that defense. Who's going to try to hold them together? Even though I still feel like Kansas City is going to have so many other things that they're going to pull out of their out of their hat. That's going to you know put you know put their minds to the test. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair enough as well. I mean, I really do think it'll be an even matchup. But like you said, Devin White's really become that dude in this postseason run. So I really hope I see him shine in this, you know, the biggest game in America. I mean, every year people talk about whether basketball is big or whether you know, baseball is still America's pastime. No. Yeah. It's football. It's not close. In the number one example, is always Super Bowl every year because it's the most watched thing in the world. In the world. Yeah. Literally in the world. You know what's in the world too? Well, the Olympics. Well, Keep going up with the Kardashians world. everywhere. Yeah, not the world. <laughs> it's literally up there. It's insanity. Because you still got you still got soccer and you still got the Olympics, but you know they're running. The NFL is running pretty close to it. Sad update, real quick. We're getting this literally live. Jordan Whitehead is now doubtful to play in the game. That sucks. Yeah. That sucks. That's a big blow to that that back end of the Bucks defense. Winfield's questionable. That means he's gonna play. Yeah, that's tough. That is tough to see. Regardless, though, they'll, they'll figure it out. Anyway, corner. Rashad Fenton. Rashad Breland, who I guess is their number one corner right now, right? I would have to say. Uh, Rashad Breland, Trevius Ward, LeJerry Sneed, Rashad Fenton. That's, that's about it. On the other side of the football, for Tampa Buccaneers, we have Carlton Davis, Sean Murphy Bunting, Ross Cockrell, uh, Jamal Dean, and Ryan Smith. Chris, guess what I'm going to say right now? Do you going to go with Tampa Bay? I'm going with Tampa Bay. I'm going with Tampa Bay. <laughs> I really am going with Tampa Bay here. Like I said earlier, Sean Murphy Bunting has been phenomenal 
so far in the postseason right now, locking up number a number of receivers on Green Bay, uh, as well as locking up some Washington football team and some Saints receivers as well. He's playing out of his freaking mind. Carlton Davis, while he's been smoked before in the past by Tyreek Hill, I do believe he'll redeem himself on Miko Harbin, maybe, maybe on Sammy Watkins. We'll see. But I can guarantee you he will not be matching up against Tyreek Hill. I can guarantee that. Jamal Dean's a solid guy, speedy guy in the slot. I'm interested to see how they're going to use him in this subset. Maybe when Tyreek Hill is in the slot, maybe they move him over there, maybe with some uh, you know cover one high safety coverage if they want to go up the seam. We'll have to wait and see on that. I'm interested to see how they do use him, though. Colin Davis, like I said, has to redeem himself a little bit. I'm not really trusting him a lot right now. Ross Cockle's nice Absolutely. piece. Nothing to be yeah. Ross Cockle, nothing to write, really to write home about. Solid piece. Not really a, a great guy to have, uh, you know, covering some of these deep, uh, you know, receiving core uh, guys like what the Chiefs do have. Does help that Robinson's out, but still, I'm not really, really confident in Cockle's ability. Regardless, it's better than the Chiefs. That, that's the bottom line. It's better than the Chiefs right now. Does the matchups work out in favor of the Bucs? We'll see. But talent wise, right now, I'm going with the Bucks. I'm just gonna, I, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real with you too, man. I don't believe in neither one of them. <laughs> I don't believe in neither one of these groups. Honestly, is that because of the matchup or because of the talent? Both, honestly, it's both for me. It's both for me because you're talking about you're talking about arguably one of the fastest uh, 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 receiving cores. Um, in national football, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. And then you're talking about the most dynamic, most, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, jaw-dropping stat lines that you have ever seen in a receiving core of the Tampa Bay Bay Buccaneers with, uh, with, you know, the people that they have. Um, I've always said it, it's not going to (laughs) change. It's not going to change now just because I'm, I'm on here uh, doing the media side now. I don't, I don't, I don't care about defense uh, defenders. I don't think they have any chance against any receivers. So, with that being said, I'm still gonna go with Kansas City because I gotta go against Tom Brady. So, <laughs> I'm going with Kansas City Chiefs. Please, DBs, do something. You know what, Chris? At least you're honest. At least I, you're I honest. I gotta be honest, man. Gotta I be honest. I don't, I don't mess. I don't really, you know hang out or try to pay attention to what their stats are like no it's i know that this guy is weak and it's going to be a hard time so knowing that i'm looking at both sides you got i'm telling you you got chris mike uh tyler johnson who might who might end up playing this game uh travis kelsey tyreek hill you know, all these guys, there's so many, so many amazing receivers and tight ends that they, that, that's going to be on this field where it's, 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 it's going to be hard to see. Uh, I mean, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be hard to not be, not see a high scoring game, at least from one side of the, one side of the field. And that's we fair all will be Kansas City. That's fair enough. Safety for the Chiefs. Your guy Daniel Sorensen, who I'm I'm really shocked you brought his name up a lot. Like you did, you mentioned him a lot in this podcast. Yeah, I'm kind no, of surprised by that. He's a boss. Yep. Uh, Daniel Sorensen, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, obviously one of the best safeties in the league. And another guy's underrated, Juan Thornhill, yeah. second year player, third year player, great utility guy. Can use him really everywhere on the field. Great uh, deep coverage over the middle. I really like him a lot as well. Buccaneers, Antoine Winfield Jr., who's questionable, he's gonna play. Jordan Whitehead's doubtful that I really don't think he's going to play that game. Uh, so I guess the uh, the alternative for for the Bucks, Mike Edwards, 
or Andrew Adams. Don't know who the fuck they are. So they're probably <laughs> in trouble. They're probably in trouble. That's all I'm going to say. They're probably in trouble. The edge goes to the Chiefs. Sorensen can have a great game, I believe. I think you're absolutely right on that. He'll have some favorable matchups coming out of the back uh, out of the back end of the defense there. I think Tyron Matthew probably has a sack and a half, probably a couple of tackles for a loss, probably maybe an interception. I think it's probably going to be a key factor for this Chief defense. Um, maybe even try to play zone. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. But I'm giving the edge to the Chiefs definitely. If, if you know, if Whitehead was in the game, maybe it'd be a different discussion. You know, I do love Anton Winfield Jr. a lot, but if he's doing it all by himself, I really don't see, you know, how they could out-edge, you know, an established all-pro guy like Tyron Matthew. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. Yeah, I'm definitely going with the Chiefs. We all we all know it. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Sorensen. Uh, I, I, to me, honestly, I was having I was having dreams about this ever since you said that we was going to be doing this, going down the line of who is going to, um, you know, who is who. And, and he's been popping up in my head every time. I just feel like in my, you know, I just feel like deep down inside, like he's probably going to end up with uh, probably a pick, a force, I mean, a fumble, a force fumble, a, a sack. You know, he's going to have all these things going on for him. Um, and it's going to be all under the radars. It's, it's going to be at a time where you just like, uh, I don't, you know, this is just going to be an easy catch down and something ends up happening and Sorensen is right there uh, making the play. That's how I feel about it. I mean, you know, I don't want to uh, uh, not give no props to uh, Tyron Matthew. We know the type of player he is. And, you know, I agree with you with, you know, with what you said that he's one of the best uh, safeties in the game. I just think that it's not going to be his game. Fair enough. That's a, that's a fair statement as well. All right, special teams. It could be a very big factor. We've seen it before. You've seen Devin Hester take that opening kickoff away in 2006. You know, like you've seen this before. So they're going to be big players on special teams in the playoffs. Don't, don't, don't kind of actually speaking of what talking to the king of that right now, the onside kick in Green Bay. Uh, but anyway, special teams, the Chiefs, kicker, Harrison Bucker, one of the most consistent guys in the league. Yes. Young, but consistent. Punter, Tommy Townsend, not really punt a lot anyway, but mentioning his name anyway. A uh, long snapper doesn't really matter, but James Winchester. I'm jealous of you, buddy. You're making a couple million dollars a year in the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Punt returner Miko Hardman, the backup's Tyree Kill, and kick returner Miko Hardman and Byron Pringle. On the other side of the football, Tampa Bay. Punter Bradley Payton, who's been very good this year. Ryan Suckup is their place kicker, who also, by the way, was drafted, I believe, in 2007, like a long time ago. Very wily veteran type guy. Has been in big moments before. I trust this guy a lot. I want to on the record. I trust this guy a lot. A lot as well. Long snapper, Zach Treiner, and of course, punt and kick returns go to our very own Jadon Mickens. I love you, Mick. I do. I'm going with the Chiefs for two reasons. One, Harrison Bucker. I do trust a lot. Consistent as hell. You know, is consistent from really 45 in. Had a little bit of trouble over 50. I really do trust him to make the kicks in the big game, though. I, I don't think he'll you know, freeze under the pressure. I don't think he'll be frozen out or anything. So I do trust him. But the key, I think, here is Miko Harbin. He's made mm-hmm. so many electrifying plays and returns this year. It's almost uncountable. The field position he gives Patrick Mahomes in this offense is really substantial. So you have to look at it from that aspect. Yeah, Jalen Mickens has been consistent as well. I'm not trying to say he hasn't because I do like what he does in the football field. No bias. I actually do like what he does. But he hasn't done it as successfully or as nearly consistently as Mikkel Harbin has. So for those reasons, I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, can I pick both? <laughs> I want to pick <laughs> both. I want to take the kickers from Kansas City, and then I want to take Jadon Mickens. Uh, and it's not just because you 
So Jadon Meekins is my boy. He's from he's from LA. We went Dorsey, DDP Love showed up. But it really is because I I think what it I think what could possibly happen is that probably one of the keys is to let uh Hartman go off and play the game of his life on offense, which ultimately will make him tired from him being able to to perform on special teams like we'll let you run but we're not gonna let you run too much uh uh it's probably what's on uh you know andy Reid's mind but if i was bruce arian and company i would probably i would honestly let him run let him get his yards his five you know his five ten yards going across the field and taking it up the field we'll take that as long as we're not giving up uh giving up touchdowns i'll take that because after you know uh, after a while, that's gonna run. That's gonna wear on your body. And and is he gonna be able to keep on going out there uh, and and catching punts and still being able to run out there for 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 Patrick Mahomes and go 40, 50 yards down the field and catch the ball and come back if he doesn't catch it or you know what I'm saying? Like those are the things I'm thinking of. So I'm, I I, I want to pick both. I want to pick Jadon and I want to pick uh, Kansas City's uh, kicking team. And I. That's how I'm. That's how I kind of want to stick with it. Not biased at all. <laughs> Not biased at all. Oh, look at Jimmy. Jimmy's stealing all my shit right now. You guys can't see him in the window, but he's stealing everything I own right now. Yeah, there he is. He's laughing enough. Anyway, those are the match of uh, position matchups by Stafford and Matthews. This is the moment we've been waiting for for a long time now. Since the preseason, Stafford and Matthews score predictions for the Super Bowl. Whoa. Kansas- Hold on, hold on, hold on, Joe. What? Can we get one more matchup? Sure, you messed up my flow, though, but yeah, keep going. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we need one more matchup. Bruce Arian or Andy Reid? I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I didn't even think of that. I'm telling you, Joe, I've been thinking about this, though, for the longest, ever since you brought this up. But you tell me, what what do you think? Who do you think is going to have the better hand? I think it's a landslide. It's not close. Andy Reid. 100%. 100%. Andy Reid's a, a borderline top 10 coach of all time when you really think about it. The teams he's had in Philadelphia in the mid-2000s, and now you have this resurgence with Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm going with Andy Reid 100%. I think Bruce Arians is a clown. I don't respect the guy at all. You used to love the guy. Work with guys like Peyton Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Carson Palmer. Revitalized veteran quarterbacks' careers. And I look at that system like, wow, this is great for Tom Brady. And then he – guys. <laughs> I don't even get started on, on, on Bruce Arians, but uh, yeah, I think uh, Andy Reid by a landslide. I don't think it's close either. Uh, I really do think that Tom Brady is pretty much going to be directing traffic this entire Super Bowl. I really don't think Bruce Arians <laughs> has a shot of trying to tell him what to do in the Super Bowl. He's 43 years old. He's a grown man. Let him do what he has to do. Yeah, no, I, I figured I figured that was going to be the case. I just want to hear it come out of your mouth. But yeah, for sure, for a fact, Andy Reid is, is the guy that I'm going with, the guy that's been – that's the May Donovan McNabb, the man, and 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 has done so much more for you know for the uh, for for the quarterbacks coming in company throughout the years. He is a legend, uh, one of the best one of the best coaches that you know that we've ever uh, laid eyes on. To be honest with you, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, hundred percent. All right, now we'll get to it. School predictions, Super Bowl. What do you got, Chris? I don't. I, so what I want to say is I don't. I just I don't want to say anything. Just say the score prediction. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I'm going 3127. Who? Kansas City. <laughs> Actually, eerily similar to mine because I had mine locked up and loaded and everything. 3128. Tampa Bay wins on a last second field goal. How oh. poetic would that be? Oh. How poetic would that be? Brady gets a seventh out of tenth with a game-winning field goal. All the glory because a kicker made the kick. Chris, you're so full of shit. It's not even funny. <laughs> like, it's, hey, I, know what you, I know what you're going to say, Joe. Like, come on, man. All right, we we you, fair enough. two <laughs> for you guys. Jimmy the Roommate's making an appearance on the show, giving his score prediction for the Super Bowl. 28-3, Tampa Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! It's twenty-three. He's joking. He's just saying because of the flag. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah, anyway. I, about say, I need to take all those bottles out of your window right there. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> throw that away. Damn, that's like all Jimmy. By the way, this is not. Nice. <laughs> no, I, I don't drink wine. I don't drink wine. <laughs> anyway. That does up Stafford and Matthews episode 21. We hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. I'm sure we all will. It's going to be an exciting, exciting time. Eat an extra chicken wing. Eat an extra mozzarella stick. Treat yourself. This only comes around once a year. Chris, any final thoughts? I uh, Actually, I do. I just want to say happy Black History Month to everybody out there. Uh, make sure you uh, go out there and you... You know, check out the you know check out the Black History Museum, especially the 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 Black History Museum that's in D.C. It's one of the biggest Black History museums uh, in the world, and it has a lot of culture in there. So if you're in that area, go check it out. If not, you know we have internet, we got computers, we got phones. Do your research and just understand that there is a lot of people out here who have been uh, you know uh, brought down by police brutality and uh, systematic oppression. Um, who have been amazing people for the world and, you know, and help moving forth, I mean, moving the world, uh, moving the world forward. So uh, happy Black History Month to everybody and uh, peace and love. There we go. Chris always the nice guy. Uh, I got, I got a couple final thoughts. One, where the hell's my jersey, Chris? Bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah. What, I, where I'm going to go, I'm, I'm go get it for you. As soon as we finish this, bro, and I'm gonna go ship it off myself. I might end up flying down there and, and handing it to you myself, bro. Okay, like, okay, okay, box, okay. Bro. And <laughs> okay. your name with the label on it right there. Okay. No oh, return address, so it has to get there. Fine, fair enough, fair enough. And final thought. We're sponsored by Colin Covers. I keep forgetting to give him a shout out. Colin Covers on Instagram at Colin Covers. Hit him up with any sporting advice, sports betting stuff you need. He makes people money, bottom line. Go check him out especially considering Super Bowl's up. A lot of prop bets you guys want to bet on. Talk to him, give you some advice, and make you some money. Enjoy the game, everybody. Enjoy the game, Chris and Kev. We'll see you guys next time for the off-season premiere of Stafford and Matthew with some brand-new content. We'll see you guys soon.